This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homestale Radio. Brilliant strike. Short scandal. Puts Crystal Palace in front from absolutely nothing. Driven in and a wonderful strike by Dean Moxie. Dean Moxie does well to put it back into the danger area. This is Jermaine Easter and that's a wonderful finish. Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. Yeah, so this is our second show of the season, if you don't count the extra one we did Friday from the uh, from the Basingstoke Friendly. Uh, those of you that listened to that and uh, are back today, thank you very much for listening, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, we may well try and do a few more friendlies in the near future, but uh, and we'll keep you posted on that, really. Uh, just running through the contact details before I go any further, it's uh, radio at homesdale.net uh, for any emails on any subject at all. Uh, you can give us a ring. It's 0208 123 Uh The Twitter page is uh, <laughs> twitter.com forward slash Homesdale Radio. Sorry, Whole Radio. And the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Whole Radio. That went well. Um, okay, before we uh, go into the, the sort of uh, the chat that we usually have, I just want to uh, bring one thing to, to people's attention. We had an email from a lady called Sue Lawrence uh, earlier today. And uh, she let us know that a long-term Palace fan called Dave Jameson who's been, been going since the 70s. He's, uh, he's unfortunately been taken ill and he's gone into hospital. And um, Basically, he wanted to know if he could, he could listen to the show from hospital. So we're going to send him a CD. And we basically, we just wanted to say, obviously, you know, very sad to hear about your illness, Dave, and, and we, we just wish you all the best. And um, we're going to send you some CDs to, uh, of our shows to listen to. Uh, and, you know, obviously get well soon. And, and we're going to dedicate this show to, to yourself and your speedy recovery. Okay, uh, moving on from that, I'm just going to let you know who we've got with us today. We've got last, well, Friday's host, Ben Nagel. We've got Aaron Mitchell, who uh, who co-hosted with, with Ben on Friday. And we've got, we're so privileged to have Matthew Packham back as well in the background. He's uh, back from Barbados. And, uh, I mean, usually we just, what we do is we ease ourselves in and we ease you in with just a bit of non-Palace related chat. And uh, I'm really, I'm going to start with um, a little story about... Uh, about a few, uh, well, myself, Matt, and Ben, we went uh, we went wine tasting at the weekend. It's a very nice activity. I'm sure many of you have been wine tasting. Uh, ours went quite well, didn't it, Ben? Um, I'm not a big fan of wine, Chris. I'll be honest. I didn't. Uh, yeah, mm. I wasn't. A, not, did not, you? Um, 
Yeah. I was going to say, did, did you enjoy the method that the uh, the Kiwi sitting with us had for tasting wine? <laughs> what? Just it, shove it down your throat as quickly yeah, as possible? Yeah, I've never quite glasses. seen anything... I've never quite seen anything like it. It was phenomenal. Uh, Pax, mm. you, were, you were responsible for getting us along to that. Uh, how do you think that particular thing went? It was amazing. Wasn't it good? Um, yes. did, I mean, obviously, we had, to, we had to tell the difference between New World and Old World wines. Uh, do you think you learned anything? Oh, yes. Well, the smell and the legs on the wine. and the... It's the legs, wasn't it? You learned all about the legs. Yeah, honestly, we had a, we had an interesting night out. I, I know Ben was going to try and give me some stick about a, a conversation I had with a Chelsea <laughs> fan during a. Was Hambo, in the latter Hambo part of the evening. The, Hambo kicked off in the kebab shop afterwards. You, you'll, you'll get me a reputation, but I did object to a Surrey-based Chelsea fan telling me how rubbish Sellers Park was. We know <laughs> it's not the best ground in the world, but he'd probably never even been to Stamford Bridge. It's unbelievable. So yeah, I you know I, I got a upset with him, but I'm a passionate Palace fan, as most of you know, and uh, you know sometimes <laughs> things get the better of you. So I'm going to swiftly move on and just well. just he, he did, and he didn't call me anything as bad as what you call me though on a regular basis. Um, I'm going to visit Aaron because Aaron wasn't involved in that. Um, Aaron, you've got a shout out you want to do? Yeah, I just got to give a shout out to Jade. You requested one because um, well, let's face it, it's not long till all the Palace fans come back to sell us. There'll be a lot of noise for her again. <laughs> Good stuff. And you just wanted that you had something that, you know, it's your warm-up now, so you had something that enraged you you wanted to tell us about. Something did enrage me. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Chris, but outside County Mount Crawley, we all know about the uh, posters that are up for the uh, 12th man and buy season ticket, etc. by the club. And, uh, well, one of the um, billboards was replaced by a toothpaste advert. Oh, right now, so we're, we're on. Hello, everyone, we're back. Um, <laughs> apparently, I'm not supposed to ask any questions. Mikey, what happened? Nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, dear. So, sorry about that, gentlemen and ladies. It was, um, you know, gremlins or something I'm similar. Oh, we were in the middle of the uh, fairly uh, annoying introduction anyway, so we're done with that. Um, just a couple of things to pick up on before we move on. There's uh, three friendlies this week. Uh, I think I'm going to all of them. It's the Wickham game tomorrow night. East Grinstead is uh, Wednesday, and Crawley is on the Friday. Um, and, uh, I th- well, we probably won't be bringing you any live coverage, but we will be keeping Twitter and the Homestay and possibly the BBS if no one else is doing it. We'll be keeping you updated as quickly as possible with any developments in any of those games. Um, yes, so uh, contact information once again, hopefully if things hold together. It's uh, Email is radio at homestay.net. You can give us a call 0208 and Twitter is twitter.com forward slash whole radio. So, uh, with losing that small amount of time, we're still two minutes ahead on our plan anyway, chaps. So, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is that Basingstoke game. Now, anyone who missed uh, Friday's show would have missed my hilarious uh, Chris Kamara style updates, as well as, um, as, well as Ben and, and Aaron hosting. But basically, I wanted to take you through uh, a few bits and pieces from that game. Uh, uh, 2-1 win was the main sort of thing to come out of that. Our first away win in what seemed must be about 10 months or something. I don't know if anyone knows the actual answer to that, but it's a long, long time. But the um, obviously the, uh, the the game itself was a uh, it was well, it's a typical pre-season friendly. Uh, it was, I mean, I think I talked about it at the time, and Ben, you'll probably help me out and remember this. But um, it was one of those things where I've seen a lot of, a lot of friendlies, and I've seen a lot. Of the way we approach them and obviously most of the time people are just trying to avoid getting hurt people who are trying to uh 
you know, just just sort of go through the motions. But that wasn't the case in this friendly, and it was, it's the first uh, sort of first of the encouraging signs that I've seen. Um, we've we saw Morgan Gould for the first time, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about him shortly. And um, yeah, and uh, saw the likes of Ibra Sakaja up front for the first half, where he was absolutely excellent and was what I consider to be harshly disallowed a goal, although I might be wrong. Um, so I mean, basically, yeah, I'm going to throw it over to the guys to sort of uh, to go through a few questions and answers if they're ready. Mm, yeah, well, from what I heard from this side of the mic, uh, it was a very positive game. We took a lot from it, I think. We got a result, obviously, as well, but the main thing that we took from the game was a lot of positives. Looking forward to next season, a lot of youngsters played well in the first half, and then the second half, a lot of old faces, uh, people that are more recognisable in Palace shirts, came on and, and kind of did the business for us. So, yeah, That's I think... True. That, that, that experience did show a bit. I know we talked about it at the time, but, um, I mean, certainly, when you look, looked at the touch of um, Darren Ambrose, for example, mm. you know, he didn't have a huge impact on the game, but... You know, you can see the guys, guys are class above. Um, I thought the, the one of the interesting things to come out of it was the um, the centre back situation. Uh, Morgan Gould played played seventy odd minutes, but we saw um, Matt Parsons had a spell at the back in centre half when uh, Jake Caprice came on, which was an interesting one. Uh, Charlie Holness played a, a spell, so most of the, well, in t- fact, all of the second half for um, centre back, and uh, Alex Winter, uh, uh, who's been a guest on this show, he. Um, he did. Uh, he had a uh, first 45 minutes, and he looked very assured alongside Morgan Gould, which um, probably would have done his confidence uh, a lot of favours. So where we're talking about the, the the squad being weak at the back, and we know that's where we're, one of the areas we're looking to focus on uh, in actually, you know, improving in, in the strength of the squad. But we got some interesting cover from from the young lads there. I mean, it was noticeable when Gould went off. That's all I say, and it's, it's not a criticism of the young guys because you know they, they're relatively inexperienced and. Typically, as a non-league sort of side, they, they sort of batter you a bit. And, and I thought we, we looked very, very flimsy and conceded that goal uh, once Morgan Gould went off. So it's, there's a lesson there. We definitely need to bring in experience. <clears throat> yeah, it, the good the good sign is, OK, yes, Gould went off and things looked a bit shaky. But it's good to see that the younger players are all up for trying to fight for their place in the squad, which, you know, they might not necessarily get. But it's still good to see that they have the understanding and the class to work with Gould uh, in that situation. Mm, absolutely. I think, um, well, all the youngsters sort of equi- equipped themselves particularly well. I, I think I talked about the strangest decision perhaps on, on the night being Andrew Dorman playing at right back. Um, yeah. It's very harsh to, to have a go at him because the number 10 uh, of theirs who, who was up against him had actually given Dean Moxie a pretty hard time on the other wing a little bit earlier but he absolutely really really sort of got into to Dorman and, and showed up his lack of experience in that position I don't know if that's long term thinking or it's just a case of it was a place to put him to get to get some fitness going but um, that's an interesting one <coughs> excuse me I wanted to talk a bit about tactics actually uh, before before we do anything further um, first half we played a 4-4-2 uh, just a normal sort of uh, regular 4-4-2. We had Calvin Andrew on the left wing. Um, I'll talk about Calvin. Uh, guys, you're, I mean, Packham, you haven't said anything yet. What's your thoughts on Calvin Andrew as a player? Um, yeah, well, I didn't really see much of him last year, but I've never had anything against him, but I've never thought he was a great player. Um, I think I've only seen him play on the wing once, but how did he play at Baden so I was going to say, well, I mean, he, a lot of people were pretty surprised. Again, I'd never have him down as a winger myself, but, um, 
But I mean, as he gave him gave him a hard time. He get you sort of the, the levels hard to judge, isn't it? But because um, it's blues well, wear exactly. south. But you know, and, you, and obviously the temptation is to say, of course, he'd look good at that level. But I mean, all the players, you know, played against those people. And no one, no one stood out more. Well, no, Sean Scannell stood out a lot more than Calvin, to be fair. But no, he had a really good first half, um, and and was Down involved. Golden, eh? Well, it depends what you <laughs> what you read. I thought <laughs> uh, when I when I came to you, I thought KG had played the pass out to Zaha. The official site says KG played it to O'Keefe, and then it went to, uh, to Zaha. But a lot of people on the um, on the nights said it was uh, said it was actually. Calvin Andrew, who played that pass. So, but whatever he did, he he actually, you know, he dribbled past players. He, you know, he got the ball in. He did very, very well. So, it's an interesting one. Again, we saw it was an unfamiliar position, but perhaps, perhaps that's an avenue we can explore with Calvin. Um, we'll talk about transfers later on, though, because that's obviously uh, that has an effect on on whether or not we would actually play Calvin on the left wing, because uh, we're looking at some very interesting signings. Um, okay, well, next up, I want to talk, I was talking a bit about formations, obviously. The first half was 4-4-2. Second half, we played, uh, what I would call a 4-4-1-1. Um, and that had Murray <laughs> negative. Hacken, we did. Um, we had, uh, uh, Glenn Murray up there pretty much on his own, but it was, uh, Darren Ambrose was playing in that sort of the hole where people have always talked about him. Should, yeah, you know, that's where Ambrose should play, and he's never played there for us. And yet, but Dougie gave him a go there. So, um, that was a very, very interesting one, but it also freed up, uh, Scannell on the left and Cadogan on the right. And those two were absolutely terrorizing their defense. It was, it was, it was impressive stuff. And that's where those two players are, are, are basically, this is their breakout season. This is their only, this is their sort of best chance to establish themselves as first team players and I think I think basically this is going to be their season uh, Aaron you got any got any opinions on that um, especially from the formation wise I think that is definitely a formation where we can see those players coming to their own playing a wide position we know both of them have the pace and especially Scano has the ability to cut in and you know have a crack at goal or send the cross through and in uh, terms of uh, Darren Ambrose playing behind Glenn Murray, it, he didn't play in that position uh, at all, I don't think. But as it showed, he did. I think he probably was a bit more comfortable rather than being on the wing or in a centre because there's only so much mm. you can do. But with Darren, because he can score the goals and as well set him up, it would much better suit him to play behind the striker and get a few knockdowns. Yeah, I have to admit, I've, I've argued the case because, I mean, people always say it as if it's a definite... You know, Darren Ambrose is—he's not a winger and all this sort of stuff. But mm. when you look at his career, he's pretty much played there his whole career, and it's—it's um, yeah. it's always something I've argued. But oh. I've always seen the other side of it—the sense in in playing him central and well, giving him yeah. a free role, really. You can I see him as a winger too. Hmm. So I say that. Say that again, Pax. I think I'd play the four-four-two. Uh, and where would uh, Ambrose fit into that? Do you think? Well, I'd still just play him on the wing. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I think we need two up front. If they want to score goals, mm. that's I think, my I think it's, Yeah, he's effective as a um, winger because he can get the ball in. He can get the crosses in. That's where he's most effective. Yeah, I mean, but I think dead ball really he, he, that gives him that chance. I think I'm just trying to think because obviously we he had, he had that season with us that was his best ever season, and he was playing effectively on the left of a front three more than being a, an unorthodox winger. Um, you know. But I think it was just one of those where he, in that, 
in that setup, he got all the space. And it, yeah. I don't know if we can do that again. I don't really think, I don't see Dougie doing that. And he, he's talked about this diamond formation, and I don't, other than at the point of that diamond, I don't see Ambrose fitting in. At the same time, I think if you look at the the players that potentially we're signing, he's paying quite a lot of attention out wide, um, certainly wide on the left by the looks of things. So that doesn't really point to this. Um, I, I think he talked last year. He um, he 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 said he's going to play a system depending on the opposition, and I know it sounds pretty obvious to say that, but I think the flexibility is going to be there. So I think, yeah, I I just. I think perhaps we're reading too much into it, but um possibly. But but yeah, possibly. But I think <laughs> certainly uh, Darren Ambrose has has got to be got to be in that team. He is our best player, in my opinion. Yeah. As much as I say that, that you know Scannell and Cadogan's year next year, it's that guy just has to be given. Especially with know, Dan's departing, most definitely. Yeah. Now I think. Okay. Um, well, it's probably the last sort of person I, I want to talk about from the Basingstoke game before we move on is uh, Stuart O'Keefe. Uh, ben, you've been quiet for a while. Have you got any opinions on, on O'Keefe? Yeah, well, we saw him a couple of times last season. I think at Watford was, was one of the games that I, I thought he, he stood out more than others. But yeah, he, he looks like a decent decent young player. He's got a lot to come in, in the next few years, so we'll have to see how he progresses, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I was... I have to admit, I was quite surprised um, with the way he played. And I think, judging by the reactions from the people around me uh, at, at the game, there was a lot of that as well. I can remember when he when he had made those couple of appearances, everyone thought, oh, you know, he looks a tidy little player, but he's a bit small. He still is a bit small. But he <laughs> looks... <laughs> and I don't think that's going to change. But he looks, he looks very, very good on the ball. And again, yes, probably reading a bit too much in because of the opposition, blah, 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 but... But I think the signs are very, very positive, and you can see why Dougie signed them. Um, say Dougie signed him; it was signed under Burley, but it was obviously Dougie's recommendation from Southend. But okay, yeah, very interesting stuff. I'm, I'm very much mm. looking forward to the the friendly tomorrow night. I think it'll be. I honestly, this this thing I talked about on the boards, and I talked about at the time where people were sort of interchanging positions. I want to know if that's um, something that's going to go forward. I, again, I, I talked about it being total football. Um, at the time, but but it's that kind of philosophy where there's a bit there's a bit of just covering, you know, when when the left back goes forward, the left winger drops into that position, for example. But there was some proper, you know, proper switching. There was Dorman ending up at left back at some points. It was it was quite it was very interesting to watch. Put it that way. And I'll be that's that's the thing I'm looking for on uh, for for the Wickham game to see if that if that happens again because if it does it's clearly a, a tactic that Dougie's been drumming into them and it definitely shows that they're looking to uh to sort well more of a a, a team effort okay we have got a, a caller i think it's i think it's Jerry from last week oh no he's not here yet <laughs> I'm sure he'll call back in a minute um all right brilliant stuff <laughs> he's been he's called about 15 times so i think Jerry will be back on in a sec he, he will be believe me <laughs> okay, while well, we're waiting for that, um, okay, hold on a second, Jeffrey. Come on, Jeffrey, you've been phoning for the last fifteen minutes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I can go yeah, back to Parsons. I've got one more thing to say on Parsons, actually. Oh yeah, no, go ahead. Yep. Oh, here we go. Oh. Oh. Hello, caller. Hello, everyone. How are you? Not too bad. You're right, mate. Yeah. It's, it's, who's who's the main person of the, of the program? Uh, it's me. It's Chris. It's Chris. Correct. 
Hello. Hello, is it Chris? It is, yeah, yeah. Hi, Chris. I'm, I hope you don't think I'm bombarding you. I know you probably do. Um, <laughs> I just thought Hello. I'd respond to your request having a call. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for um, for Friday. It's very interesting what you're saying. And listen no, to um, yourself and your colleagues' views about formations. It is quite interesting, all the different variations and what's going to happen. Mm. Um, I'm quite excited, really, because I feel, um, you know, I think the club have really tried hard. And, you know, I think they're trying to get this guy called Parr, who's a left-back or perhaps a utility player. Um, mm. I agree with you regarding... Um, uh, the last play you mentioned, I thought he, I think he was very com- competitive, competitive and yeah, quite yeah, okay, good yeah. on the ball. Stuart, oh, I forgot his surname again. Yeah, okay. he was good. Um, I kind of agree regarding um, sort of like on the wings in terms of like Duggan and and Scannell. Mm. Um, I, I, I really do rate Scannell very much, but I just think he's going to be more than a winger. Um, but it's all going to be about I think Chris and Carl. I think it's all going to be about. Um, you know, we we just got to be more enterprising this year. I still don't yeah. think people, without being unkind, I don't think people like Dolman or even Gav Garvin, uh, especially Garvin, as though I just think he's just too slow. And I, I think sometimes it's a luxury yeah. we can't afford. But though I know I know he wasn't really selected to play regularly in the second half of the season. Yeah, that's but right. I do I do feel Chris that um. You know, I just think they're just squad players at the moment, you know. Um, I don't think oh. Dorwin's up to it either. I don't want to put our players down, but I don't think they're really first team. If we're to progress and improve, mm-hmm. they've got to either improve with us or they're just going to be on the sidelines, I feel. Yeah, I think there's... Um, well, I mean, Dougie's uh, done this thing where he, he's splitting the, the, the squad, if you like, into people who are first team, and he's got a development squad. And... Um, Think sometimes he's signing for this development squad with with you know with with one eye on the future, and sometimes he's signing for the uh, you know for the for the first team squad. And there are players like I suppose Garvin's possibly one who who fit almost in between those two squads. And I think you've got to look um, sort of probably long term. Some of the players that we're bringing through are being brought through to sell on, you know, to provide an income for the club. Mm. Um, it's a bit cynical. I want everyone to um, you know to. Every young player who comes through at Palace, I'd love them to, to get in the first team and, and represent us. But you can see, perhaps, I'll, I'll pick one, the likes of uh, Pinney this season. It's, I think it's his last year's uh, contract. I think I think he was given a contract at the end of last year. So I think this is probably last chance for him to establish himself mm. at, at Palace, for example. But I think someone like him is the sort of player where we would probably give him that little bit of experience and, and sell him on for a small fee and that, that keeps the, the uh, academy ticking over. Yeah. So, I mean, that is that sort of stuff to think about and I think, obviously, we, we, we accepted an offer for Garvin from Brighton and he did, he did turn him down. But that's that's another thing. Maybe uh, we, we turned down an offer of 250000 which is what we paid for him, I think, but we uh, but when we were going to make a profit, we accepted. So I think there's, there's perhaps a bit of business going on as well in some of the signings we're making, maybe. Yeah. I think- so, um... Yeah, I think okay. what you say is, does make, um, it's prudent and quite, um, it makes a, a, some, you know, some of it's supposition and with mm. regards, yeah, yeah. and I think, because obviously when you speak, you're very enthusiastic and it's, you, you open the show about, sort of later on about the formation, different variations we're going to play. And yeah. I think, you know, I agree with you 100%, the youngsters, and I include Kadagan in that, and I include, I include um, Sean Scanner in that. 
they've really got to step up because when I say he's really got to step up, it's all about consistency. Yeah, and, um, yeah. you know, I just feel with Scannell, he's probably got a little bit more to his game, but equally, he's really got to, if he wants to stake a regular claim rather than coming as a bit an impact player or a bit time, a bit apart, uh, you know, sort of like um, a player that comes on here and there towards the end of the season when he did come on we played quite well but I mean Sean I suppose it's about his fitness and I know Declan rates him very highly but I got the I get the impression from um, Doogie that he's not a man able to sentiment I mean I think I think you're right I think people like um, Cadogan and Scannell have really got to push on in terms of their development otherwise you know they won't have a place in the side in yeah. terms of consistency you know um but I think it's going to, it looks really interesting, Chris and, and Cole, because we've got some really good players. I mean, I, I did watch um, the goals from um, Glenn Murray, because we've been crying out for a striker for, it seems like, years and ages. Mm. But, you know, he's, he's, he's more than just a... I think he's more than just a target, man. He's got a touch of... I don't even remember Chris, um, Chris a player called Mike Elwes. He wasn't... Unfortunately, his career wasn't cut short with us. But he's got... He seems to put himself out there, and that looks yeah. quite encouraging. Um, okay. But it's going to be interesting, Chris. Thank you for taking my call. I'm sorry for driving you mad. <laughs> That's fine, mate. I really no, you, enjoy it. I'm looking forward you to going to time your, call, time your calls to where we were yeah. talking every time. That's fine, mate. Not a problem at all. Yeah, I'm That's looking forward to, to going again, to Crawley. I'm, go, I'm looking at going to Crawley, Chris, and hopefully um, we'll, we'll speak again sometime in, in the yeah, near future. Yeah, well, I'm, sure you're, I'm sure, you're, sure you'll see us down at Crawley. I think most of us will be there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going yeah. to Crawley. I'm going to Brighton. Uh, Brighton. I'm going to yeah, mm -hmm. be going there, of course, but I'm going to Blackpool mm -hmm. as well. I mean, not Blackpool. Okay, thanks thanks Jerry for his call. Fantastic stuff. Okay, look, we've um we've slightly overrun. We've got obviously Ryan Innes is, is is on later on. I didn't mention that at the top of the show. It's very, very, very poor of me. I can only apologise. Ben, you wouldn't have forgotten, would you? No, no, no. Of course not. Oh, I'm a good player. You are, yeah. I've let myself down there, really. <laughs> now what what uh, what I want us to do from here? Aaron's going to uh, going to talk to us about some some transfers shortly. Um, in fact, I'll tell you what I want want to do. I'm going to go straight to you, Aaron. Okay. Um, oh no, I'll tell you. Um, I've, I've been overruled by the producer. I can only apologise for him making me look like a bumbling idiot. It's unbelievable. Uh, we just got a quick interview with we did with uh, Richard Wilshire about the Let's Buy Season Ticket Initiative, and we'll leave it to Richard to explain to you what that's all about. Hi, I'm with uh, Richard Wilshire, who's the organiser of the Let's Buy a Season Ticket Initiative. Uh, hi, Richard. Hi, how are you doing, buddy? Not too bad yourself. Yeah, well, um, thanks. Yeah, well. we've had this conversation, so it's pretty, pretty redundant, really. But um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to go straight into the questions, mate. Really, and uh, can you give us a little bit of an idea of what uh, Let's Buy a Season Ticket is and, and how it came about? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, it's, it's an idea that uh, popped into my into my adult brain a few weeks ago. I sat there thinking, oh, crikey, thank God I have to buy a season ticket again this year, because uh, I bought a five-year one under Simon Jordan on the previous regime, and thinking, wasn't it really nice of uh, to leave yesterday 2010 to one of that? Um, yeah. It saved me about 850-odd quid in the process. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I've really got to try and give something back as well, because, you know, the creditors arrangement, they didn't have to do it. Um, you know, it may have been a bit of a suicidal <laughs> mission to say no, but the fact yeah. is they, 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 they honoured them, so... 
I thought, well, I'll put a, put a hundred quid in or so, and I'll pop the idea onto the forums and see how the, how the long-term season holders react and see if we can get them all rolling in some kind of some kind of pot to help people that can't afford to go anymore, local charities or whatever. And it was just a very ad hoc thing. It was very organic, and you know, people jumped on the bandwagon, and it's really kicked off. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I suppose our next next question on that subject is, uh, what's the current total? Uh, I checked just now. Um, I say just now. This is uh, um, mm. well on Sunday, Sunday evening. Um, yep. It was just yeah. over two thousand two hundred. So it was two thousand two hundred ten pounds to be exact, which is just astonishing. No, any other football club, I'd, I'd say that was unbelievable. But uh, I think we've shown time again over the last uh, sort of eighteen months that we're a generous, uh, generous bunch down here. Absolutely, uh, yeah. I mean, the the St John's ambulance thing sticks out in, in memory. Exactly. But, I mean, this is very much very much for the club itself. And just go to show you once again, uh, just a little idea. Anything. I mean, <laughs> they all seem to come from you quite a lot. Of, but uh, but just these little ideas that um, that just sort of you know, someone says, oh, why not? I stick that on the message board, and and suddenly you know, you're a few weeks down the line, and, and you're in this position. And I mean, well, that position is is, is splitting these funds. So uh, how have you how have you decided to do that? Um, well, it's a bit complicated. My original thought was well, sort of try and give it to a local family that can't afford to go anymore because of the you know, tight times and all that. But uh, people have been donating, been suggesting local charities, local schools, and lots of good ideas have come from the discussion on the thread. Um, and it's difficult trying to tick all the boxes, but I thought whether, you know, there are 24, 24 or 23 games in a season at home. But we'll try and divvy it out uh, 12, go to um, local schools, six, these are the ma- home, home matches themselves, so 12 go to local schools, um, and six can go to some local charities, and, and the rest, at least another five, to go to Everton Palace fans that can't, can't make it anymore. So um, it's a little bit complex in that respect, it's a little bit tricky, but, you know, as I say, you're just trying to tick all the boxes and satisfy all the wishes of all the donors that have been to the pot thus far. Yeah. Okay. And um, I suppose. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the question really, obviously, you've had you've had two thousand two hundred plus donated already, but uh, yeah. um, I know that there's an approaching deadline, uh, so you can actually get these tickets bought and handed out. And um, so, I mean, obviously, last little push really for some for some money from people. Obviously, it's not just uh, uh, season ticket holders who are doing it who've had their tickets on it. That was that was your initial idea, but uh, the donations come from all sorts of, of people, haven't they? So, if if people do want to donate, how how do they how do they go? about doing that and uh, and when do they need to do it by well there's a, there's a paypal account set up which is cpfc dot um l-b-a-s-t at gmail.com and mm-hmm. if you can use paypal to jump online uh whop over a couple of quid or five or ten or, or whatever that's the best way i mean if you don't have paypal um there are ways around that i think just send me a go on to the, the bbs or hol mm-hmm. And send a PM to my username, which is tasty underscore snacks, and we can sort something out. Um, so three or four people have done that, so it's not an issue. Um, and the deadline I've set at Friday, close of business on Friday or Friday evening. So I can sit down okay. Saturday morning and work out what to do and sort it out with the club. It just gives me enough time to set some sort of logistics out. Okay, so, so then, yeah, Friday is the deadline. Friday is the deadline. Um, the producer's just told me during our conversation he's going to uh, set up a um, uh, a page that will take you uh, to, to some information on this. It's www.wholeradio.net forward slash donate, and the information will be on there for people who want to donate to this. So that will just help, help people, uh, you know, give some 
clear guidance on how you can actually donate to this initiative. So that's well done, Mikey. Good, good work. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. No worries. And um, yeah, so obviously uh, we've got till got till Friday to get involved in that, and it'd be great to see um, see how that actually pans out. Uh, one of the other initiatives you did uh, last season was the uh, Palace on Tour Day, uh, which was up in yeah, the country. Yeah. Uh, seen a yeah. few bits and pieces on the um, BBS and Hull mentioning that again. Uh, there's a that there's that planned again, is it? Yeah, very much so. Um, there's a Facebook page set up. It's on Twitter as well. Um, the polls are running. I went went through the options, spoke to a few clubs at their box office to see which and weren't keen, which were which weren't keen. Um, mm-hmm. We came up with six options. There's a poll running online at the moment um, on the Facebook page. And I think the runaway winner at the moment is, is Derby. Um, yeah. a strong shout for Leicester as well. So, mm. I mean, Derby will be awesome. I think that ticks all the boxes in front of the Palace on tour today. Um, but, I mean, there is, there is Clamour for two next year. And if, if, if we can accommodate who and, uh, you know, yeah. the ethos of it is a loss, then I think maybe why not, yeah? Absolutely. And I suppose you're getting involved, just find that on, on Facebook and have a look on the, uh, on Homestown and the BBS and see if they can pick up the threads. We'll try and, uh, exactly. point people yeah. in those directions, um, in the next few days, see if I can't bump one of the threads up on Homestown or something like that. I think it's a sticky thread on, on BBS at the top in General Palace discussion, if I think, yeah, so. I think so, okay, yeah, yeah. And fantastic stuff. Well, I think that's, that's all for now, Richard. Um, thank you so much for joining us, obviously. It's, it's, you know, can't praise you enough for the work you've been doing. And, um, listen, thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll be speaking to you ag- again during the season with, uh, <laughs> probably Palace on tour day and any other initiatives you come up with, really. More crack, more crack for ideas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, thank you so much for that, Richard. Cheers now. Uh, well, thanks for everyone that's donated so far as well. Cheers, guys. Thanks for your time. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bringing you up to date with everything around Selhurst Park every Monday night. This is Homestale Radio. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. SLP journalist Richard Corley today confirmed that Antonio Pedroza Whitman, an English-born Mexican striker, labelled the new Chicorito, is to train with the club this week after his move to Tottenham collapsed. The full story will be in the SLP tomorrow. The new Palace Away kit is now available to pre-order online. This kit will be launched and available in the club shop from Saturday the 23rd of July. With the season now less than a month away, the team may be wearing this kit as soon as August the 6th when they travel to London Road to Peterborough in the first game of the 2011-12 Empower Championship season. Those Peterborough tickets are now available on general sale. You might get to meet Hambo and Pax. That sounds a bit like Tango and Cash. Remember that film? I love the 80s, mate. They were great. All big hair and power ballads. News in Brave. Brave. Hi, and welcome back. We're lucky enough to have Ryan Innes on the line with us. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Paul. Just rubbing me back. <laughs> All right, okay, brilliant. All right, I don't know what happened there. But, um, yeah, sorry, mate, i just got a few questions for you. Obviously, this is your uh, your second time on the show. And yep. um, uh, quite a lot's probably happened in, in your life since since we uh, we went through that the first time. The... Um, well, since we spoke, the big news for you is that you were called into the, I think it was the under-16s for the Victory Shield at first, and then yeah, the, Montague, then the, uh, the Montague tournament where you actually captured the side and lifted the trophy. 
which must have been a, yeah. a, a, a very a very proud moment for you and your family. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your your experience at that tournament? You know, standard uh, of opposition. You know what it's like being away with the top players in your age group, and, uh, and and what that moment when you lifted the trophy was like. Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, it was very tough. You know, going out there it was it was for a week and a half. You know, bonding with the lads was great, but it was getting the right mix of uh, nutrition and staying out with it training hard and, and just working hard to get in the team. I mean, the opposition was, would say, Guinea and then France in the final after beating Uruguay in the first game 5-0. So it was up and down, really. Well, Uruguay, we, yeah. we uh, suspected them to be one of the hardest oppositions and we overcame them quite comfortably. And then we went into uh, the Guinea game. A lot of players thought it was going to be a, an easy ride and when we, we scraped a nil-nil draw, to be honest with you. And it was, yeah. with them being an African opposition, it was so different and it was so tough, but we got through it and then we ended up getting France in the final and lucky enough I was named skipper for the second time. And it was just, I was just buzzing and we, uh, yeah, again we scraped a nil-nil draw and we managed to, uh, keep our call and win on penalties. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, I did remember reading your, your tweets about the, uh, the Guinea game and how, you know, you did, you did seem genuinely quite shell shocked after playing them. Were they really that rough, sort of thing. Uh, that kind of. That kind I of wouldn't say rough. Like. It was. I wouldn't say rough. It was sheer determination. We were supposed to play Ivory Coast, and uh, Guinea was drawn in as a, a few days earlier for the tournament, and, and they were so happy to be there, and, and uh, they they were there to win. Like everyone thought they wasn't, and you know, I was saying to the lads mm. before, and a few lads were saying it. Everyone said it, but we went out there, and a few of the lads didn't really play as if. They, they did play as if they underestimated them, and, and we were soon found out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Okay, mate. Well, I mean, you, you're fa- you were fairly new to the, to the, uh, to the setup, and you, you know, then being given the captaincy is, is probably that's a, well, that's a big statement about your character. Do you feel captaincy is something natural to you? I don't know. I, I just, uh, I, I, what I do is I, I love being captain, you know, I feel it's a great honour, so I'll always work hard to be captain. But I think if the uh, manager trusts me to be captain, I'll always go out there and try and repay. And but even if I'm not captain, I, I feel that everyone like, should be a leader on the pitch anyway, and, and everyone supports me when I am. And if I'm not anyway, so that's, that's how I feel. Do you, do you think captaincy makes the the job harder, or does it add a focus, or is it just you treat it exactly the same? I, w- I wouldn't say I treat it exactly the same. I, it's different to everyone. To me, it means a lot, and it, it helps me play better. To be honest, I, I like to. Uh, Concentrate on on the win, you know. Put solo performance comes after, if you know what I mean, in certain yeah. circumstances. But but it's it's a great honour, and you know, and it gives you a better buzz and a bit maybe a bit more confidence when you go out to play. Mm. Okay, well, obviously, congratulations on that. I'm sure it was a, a great experience for you. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. something you hope to repeat as you go up through the age groups yeah. as well. Um, okay, well, you've you've been back in in pre-season training for a little while. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
you had a, a, from what I understand, was a pretty tough game against, it was the Chesham United first team, I think it was? Yeah, Chesham United uh, first team, yeah, in the conference yeah. itself. That's it. Now, I read a few comments on Twitter from from yourself and uh, a couple of the others, and um sounds basically like it was a pretty, pretty tough workout and, and a game where you probably would have weren't, learned a lot from it. Can you tell us yeah. a bit about how it went? Well, we, well, what Gary set out for us to do was two team 45 with two or three trialists to make up the numbers. And the first half, as Gary said, and we all know, is like all the running you can do never amounts to the fitness you get from playing in matches. Yeah. And the first 45 was pretty tough, and it what Gary set out, and he said it wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't to win tactically, it was just to get our fitness in and, you know, and get, get our feet in. And their formation outplayed ours, and they nicked a few goals from midfield, but everyone was disappointed with the result. And we lost 3-0 in the, in the first half, in which myself and Conor Diamond played centre-half. And the mm. second, we lost 2-1, with uh, William Johnson Cole grabbing the goal. So it was, it was a good effort from him, but the boys overall were disappointed. Even though we were playing against the first team, but we were still disappointed with the result. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, playing against men, it's a different, it's a different game, yeah. I suppose, really. But, but I mean, it's yeah. good for your development, good for your fitness. And that's pretty much mm-hmm. my next, my next question, really, is um, what the focus on training is like for the youngsters. Is it any different to the first sort of first team that you're aware of in terms of the fitness? Do you get pushed as hard, maybe, or you know? And I, I think it's similar. I think what it is is the kind of club we are as Crystal Palace. Like, if, we're all on the same way. Everything Dougie does with the first team, I think we try to mirror so that when we do step up into the first team, hopefully in the near future, we, we fit the mould already, if you know what I mean. So it's, it's good. Mm. It's good in that sense. It's a similar system. Okay, mate. Um, so, I mean, back back to you personally, really. Um, what your hopes are for the season, really. I did see someone challenged you on Twitter to get into the first team by the end of the year, or something like that, and they'd buy yeah. a shirt with your name and number on. Yeah. You reckon you can, yeah. uh, you reckon you can do that one? Uh, I don't really like answering these questions. All I can say is, yeah. I'll work my hardest to be there, you know, and I think that's the same for everyone else, and that's what we'll definitely guarantee, but I hope so, yeah, of course. I'll definitely, I'd like to be there as soon as possible, like every young player, but. I will work my hardest to be there and hopefully Dougie notices that endeavour and, and, uh, and gives me the chance. Don't get a, a lot of centre-backs uh, breaking through, perhaps. You know, you get the occasional forward player who comes in and, and midfield, I suppose, Bob yeah. one of those, yeah. come in at a younger age. It doesn't really happen with centre-backs a lot. But having said mm-hmm. that, I mean, you know, I've seen you play a couple of times. I saw you get a goal for England. It looked off your shoulder. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, of course I do. I say, <laughs> it's a difficult <laughs> skill to master that. I'll, I'll have you all know that. It's a difficult skill. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic. Yeah, good effort. I can't do that. Um, no, obviously... I think, well, physically you look, you, you know, you look sort of, you know, that's what people would say, you look like a man physically, so I, probably that's mm. not going to hold you back. So like you say, probably just a chance, uh, the the opportunity to impress Dougie and, and to try and force your way in there. Not a great deal of setbacks yeah, at the definitely. club at the moment, is there? So, is it, no, 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 obviously, yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, well, Dougie will do what's best for the club if he sees we're fit yeah. as centre-offs. There's a few of us about, I think Alex Winter's in front of me, oh, he's a he's terrific young lad as well, Quay yeah. Taylor, so there's, there's a few of us, so... I would like him not to sign any of course, but whatever's best for the club, you know, Dougie's got that at heart, so he'll, he'll go and uh, sign the best players available, and I'll, I'll be there, and definitely trying to nick their spots anyway, you know, whoever's in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate, yeah. Um, I did see, actually saw Alex play uh, 45 minutes against Basingstoke, he looked very yeah, assured alongside the, uh, the, the, the lad, Morgan Gould, his tri- uh, trial. Yeah, so yeah. I thought, yeah. thought Alex did very well. Um, okay, yeah, then one, 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 one
Ben wants me to mention a tweet of yours yesterday. It says, met some top CPFC fans yesterday, beginning to ask myself if there's any bet in the country. Love it. He just says, good lad. So, uh, where was that, mate? <laughs> oh, no, I was out. I was out Saturday night, you know. I went, I went out to uh, meet a girl, and I went to uh, see a family, and uh, she had a few family friends. I'd like to give them a mention. Lawrence, though, and his son, Liam, though, the top lad, you know. And they, mm. were just, they were just, I was just very intrigued by everything. They had the, like, the history with the club and stuff, and it was just great. Oh, fantastic. That leads me on to a question I was going to ask you later, actually, and whether or not you've managed to shake off that, that nasty Charlton supporting habit that you've had. The whole part turning red and blue. Oh, good stuff. That's what we want to hear. Nearly, nearly. Okay, this is uh, the next question, really. Uh, it's probably only just two more, mate. We're not going to keep you too much longer. The, no, um, that's fine. The, the club recently signed uh, uh, Tom Fry from Portsmouth, the keeper, yeah, uh, who you yeah. would know from your England under-16 duty, and it looks like you've been uh, educating him on all things Palace. Um, he got a pretty huge response on Twitter when he signed. Um, did he ask your opinion before he joined, and, and how highly do you rate him? You can give him some stick if uh, you like. Yeah, no, he never really mentioned it to me too tough, obviously, you know, the old uh, politics within football, but... I'm mm. delighted he signed, and I'm sure you will be when you see him perform. He's a great lad. Uh, I mean, you know what the goalie's bands like. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty poor, to be honest. But <laughs> I've been showing him the ropes, you know, just easing him in. <laughs> but yeah. he's a top lad. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. And he's, when you see him, he's an absolute unit. He's not that good looking, but he's got the body. Yeah. He's, uh... <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate that. No, I say he does. Yeah, it looks good. Then obviously you don't you don't get to play for for England if you haven't got the, the talent as well. So that's sounds yeah, like a pretty signing to me. Oh, we'll have to get mm-hmm. him on and give him a brief anyway. So, um, all right, fantastic, mate. Well, uh, last little bit for you. Um, so the next next age group from have moved moved up into the academy now. I think it's probably your age group that's moved up, isn't it? But, um, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But so, I mean, again, you probably don't necessarily need to go into specifics. But uh, are there any players there we should look out for, both for you know ability on pitch and for their off pitch banter, maybe? Uh, there's a lot to say about this year. You know, I think we've got a great bond this year. The mix, the mix of first years and second years is going to be great. And we, we, the morale's, the morale's high in here. The banter is flying, but we, we've got to tone it down a bit now. We're going to, we're going to get our heads down. But yeah, there's a few players in there. But we're a better team than what there is more individuals, and we'll, we'll get the results this year. But there is a few individuals coming yeah. through and shining in training. I think I remember seeing Gary Isitt saying that the uh, the under 16s were pretty much undefeated last year or something like that. So yeah, it was pretty much it. Yeah. There's not a lot of pitches at under 16s, but it's a great mould. Like obviously, I, I miss playing with the lads, and now this year it's going to be the best of both worlds for us. So it's going to be real good. Fancy another cup run in the youth cup? Oh, oh mate, I'm dying to get in that old cup and turn over a few big teams, and I hope you can all be there to, to witness it. A few few more ties down at Celeste, I reckon, is on the cards. Yeah. That's it. Oh, it. It always seems to be an away game. It's so frustrating. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, no, definitely. The, the the Liverpool game was the one that you know I sort of got we missed. But obviously, going yeah. going to Anfield for the lads, that would, you know, that's obviously a great thing to do. So probably yeah, it was great. Probably great. got the good end of that. But um, okay, mate. Mm-hmm. Well, look, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, if we hadn't managed to drop all the other presenters. They'd probably have some questions for you as well. But they've gone somewhere. Um, so okay. it's just me. <laughs> but anyway, listen, yeah, thanks top. so much for, yeah. for coming on, and um, hopefully, well, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon and, and catch up with how you're getting yeah, on. Top, man. Okay. All the best, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, Pops. Bye. 
Okay, another great interview with Ryan there. He's uh, such a top lad. I'm sure you'll agree from from listening to him speak. And uh, we hope to get some uh, some of the other lads on to uh, to talk to us again. And uh, hopefully, at some point, some of my uh, my fellow presenters will be back. Are you all back, guys? Matt, you there? Hello. I'm here. Ben's there. Pax is there. Aaron? Hooray! We're all back. Um, Okay, fantastic. Oh, that was... uh, It's good. I enjoyed that. Did you enjoy that, guys? Did you hear any of it? Mm. I did. I didn't, mate. I couldn't even connect to the thing. I feel sorry, Pax. That's why you're you're going to take us out of the show tonight. Yeah, download the podcast. Um, okay, well, next up, I'm just going to hand straight to Aaron to talk transfers with us. Uh, before, well, I say hand straight, I'm going to jab her first, of course. Uh, basically, we've had a quick, quick, quick chat between us, uh, yesterday, identified a couple of obvious transfers, and, uh, and I sent Aaron away to do some research. Now, what that research involved doing was Aaron sending me a PM this afternoon, <laughs> and basically making me do it. Um, let's see what you've added to it. Aaron. I haven't added that much, to be honest. Um, but uh, <laughs> many people may well know the uh, latest transfer news surrounding the club. Uh, recent speculation is that the 20-year-old Anglo-Mexican Antonio Pedroza, I hope I pronounced his name right, uh, is going mm. to train with the squad um, ahead of, I like to think, a potential move to Sellhurst. Uh, he's been highly rated uh, by many. Uh, his most recent club was Jaguares. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm not too good at this. Uh, no, I, I left it out. <laughs> That's how you did. Uh, it's a Mexican uh, team in the Mexican Premier Division. Um, yeah. Now, of course, what is interesting about Antonio is he's a striker. Now, this could be linked to uh, Mr. Parrish, who recently tweeted that we could be signing a striker. Um, however, his record is uh, not much to be excited about, to be honest. He's made 21 appearances for his club and has only scored three goals. Um which, of course, needs improvement, but if he's been mm. highly rated by many, then I'm sure he's a good prospect. And, of course, uh, if this does not come to true, then, of course, there are a few names. Um, Adam LaFondra, Jordan Rhodes. Um, moving on. Well, no, let's, from, let's talk about uh, <laughs> Mr. Pedroza, of course. Uh, I say Mr. Pedroza, that's how he likes to be referred to. Um, yeah. uh, well, I mean... What I wanted to sort of look at really in that is this is a guy who Tottenham were obviously trying to sign. Uh for whatever reason it's fallen through. Did did I review on both of you to, to sort of give an answer on this? Expect us to be targeting that sort of a player? No. It's quite strange actually. Because surely wages wise, Tottenham well we all know will be able to afford more than us. So why that deal fell through, I'm not entirely sure to be honest. That's a strange one, Ben. Have you have you looked at uh, looked at Pedroza in any way, or have you just? I been... haven't. No, I hear, I hear there's a few YouTube videos of him, but we've said before all YouTube videos that you look are bound to make make a player look better than they might be. So uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll judge when I've seen him in person if he does sign. But mm, that's fair. Obviously, my golden rule is if anyone points to a YouTube video, I send them the link to Shefki Cooch's. No. <laughs> see see how they got on with that, because that made him look like one hell of a player. I don't think he well. I think they speeded up the footage, but anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, Aaron, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll move on to the next bit. We shall indeed. Um, next piece of news, Jonathan Parr. It's an ongoing deal. Uh, we're not sure about finer details, prices and wages, etc. However, um, uh, I can report Wikipedia recently published uh, that Parr's current club... Uh, oh, hang on, this is quite tricky. Alisland, I believe it's called, uh, have agreed a fee with Palace uh, recently on the 16th of July. 
and that Parr is due to move to the club subject to a medical, which I do believe I recently found out he has passed, according to someone. Um, uh, now, he's a left-back, which we have plenty of in the squad, as everyone knows. Uh, my question to you guys is uh, that do you think he's been brought in to fill uh, more of a left-back role so that Moxie can play further upfield? Well, Ben, I'll let you answer first. I think Moxie's a great player, and I think wherever we put him, if we put him on that left wing, I think he'll he'll shine there. He, we know he can score goals. We saw a couple of, well, that one belter from him last season. So, um, <laughs> he can yeah, score goals. Definitely. <laughs> Sorry. We can definitely <laughs> put him. We can put him further up, and he'll play well. I think uh, Moxie's. Well, he's one of my favourite players in the squad, actually. Um, yeah. So yeah, put him, put him further up, he'll score. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd I'd go along with with. Um, with your praise of Moxie there, I actually see, I, I did cheat somewhat. I watched part of uh, a fair percentage of a Norwegian game last night that Parr played in. It was actually on live over the internet. Because so I was that curious to see how he, how he would play. He played very advanced for a left back, put it that way. Um, looked a really solid player, plenty of pace. I know that they, they, there's a few sort of things on the internet about him sort of being the natural replacement for John Arnarisa at, um, at international level. And it is, he is, I would, I would put him in that category of player. In the, I think, I think if the, any, if the two of them are going to play together, if Moxie and Parr are going to play together, assuming that the signing of Parr goes through, I would see Parr being the more advanced. I think Moxie's, they've got the ability, either of them, to play in either position, I think. And I, th- and I go back to what I was talking about at Basingstoke, where players are interchanging positions. Both are football, think, yeah. Exactly, I think we could see that on, on the left-hand side. And I, I was thinking before the season started that Moxie and Hills would be good doing that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Hills obviously hasn't played for two years, so so maybe that's the thinking. Maybe bringing in Parr... Sorry, I'm going to burp. Maybe <laughs> maybe bringing in Parr is... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. is, is, uh, is along those lines. Okay, Something nice one, Aaron. Um, with him, just really quickly, um, is, is international <laughs> as well. He's played 17 times for Norway under-21s and twice for the actual Norway side so that's something that we can I'm not on his Wikipedia but... in, say, you sure you're, you're sure you're not on wiki it just uh, I heard some typing I don't know I don't know what that was no must, so must he's 5 11 and a half is he uh, what's his current yeah. club uh, current club Crystal Palace actually yeah, <laughs> someone's ed- someone's edited it they? oh god <laughs> so, I'll try and match their IP address to someone on Homesdale again and ban them <laughs> that was fun last time <laughs> um, ok right sorry Aaron your uh, last one yes yeah, so my last one is um, Morgan Gould is as we all know currently on trial to club and it has been said that he is to hold talks with Palace on Wednesday uh, now he is a centre back we all know that and because we are short of players in that area in terms of experience wise um, the best way to look at Gould's recent appearances and to whether he'll be offered a contract is to talk to Chris, as we all know, is at the Basing Soak game. Uh, mm. Chris, what what is your overall impression <laughs> of Morgan? Uh, just to give you the, the sort of key points, uh, it's very difficult to tell uh, uh, in in the, the time I saw him because he wasn't under a huge amount of pressure. Mm. Uh, but what what obviously what you'd expect from from lower league opposition is they got the ball forward quick. Lots of aerial balls. Incidentally, I don't remember us playing one long ball deliberately. So it's a couple of clearances, but I just thought I'd mention that for people who were worried about the, the style of football last year. I think I think we'll see a lot less of uh, the long ball. But anyway, uh, there was quite a lot of long balls hit in the air, and he cleaned them up quite easily. It's similar to Gardner in that sense, he um, he's very much dominating the air. 
but yeah. he did, he skewed a couple of clearances straight out of, out of play as well. So, you know, maybe not so hot on, on, you know, on Vec, but, um, but we'll see really. I've just noticed oh, yeah, Pax is bad. So happy about Pax. this. Hi, Pax. <laughs> Nothing. He's gone quiet again. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hello. I just wanted to say, oh, there he is. Hi, mate. You're right. <laughs> sorry. I shouldn't hijack the show for this. Um, Aaron, I apologise. Was that was that good enough for you for for Morgan Gold? You got any opinions yourself? I reckon that. Oh, that was quite good, Chris. Considering what we saw, the only problem is uh, I do believe his trial ends this weekend. So why he's holding talks this Wednesday. Wednesday. So either way, we're probably going to have to sign him to see how he does against tougher opposition in the likes of Norwich, which could be a, a bit of a risky decision to make. I think so. I think uh, Dougie said he's not going to make a decision on him until tomorrow's friendly against Wickham, so I'll have a good look there. Um, but did you see the thing about Gardner today, chaps? About um, about how he was uh, looking like he was going to turn down a 12-month deal at Reading and come back to us. I don't know if our deal's yeah. still on the table or we've moved on, but how do you feel about that? Is there is there room to sign both? Ben, is there room to sign? No, no, forget it. Pax, is there room to sign both Gould and Gardner? I think so, because that brings some competition into the team, and I think that's what we need, preferably. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I really like Gardner, even if, like, yeah, I'd do the same as he did, I think. I'd hang around and see what was best for me on the table. And well, then, someone um, did go, yeah, yeah, really. I think he's done the right decision. I think that's all he could do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he wants to come back to Palace, then brilliant. I thought it was quality when he came to us last year. Yeah, I, I thought so as well. Very well with with Paddy. So I mean, um, someone was saying that by hanging around, he would have earned himself more money off of his whole contract. I don't know if that's the case, but you can't blame someone for taking their time. Um, I suppose potentially Dougie might have viewed it as a, a bit of a slight towards Palace and might not be interested. But I hope not. I think there's. I, think, I agree, Pax. There's definitely room to sign both. Yeah. Right. Okay. Any uh, any other um, possible miss of the? You know, um, Aaron. Sorry. The. Um, Tweet from Steve Parrish was about uh, we are we've put a bid in for a striker. Whether it's uh, this the Mexican lad, <laughs> as I'm going to call him, Pedrosa, Mexican, <laughs> Mexican lad. Uh, whether it's whether it's him, uh, but are there any other options you thought it could be? Most definitely, um, the likes of Adam Lafondra and Jordan Rhodes. Now the the excellent uh, idea of putting a bid for these players is they won't cost as much due to the level that they're at. Uh, Adam Lafondra still at Rotherham, I believe, or still in. League 2 or League 1, I keep forgetting, and of course Jordan Rhodes. Um, so if we do not sign Antonio, which one of them would you prefer to come to the club? Um, if it was those two, which um, which Pax is telling me secretly that it isn't either of those, but if it was those two, I won't, sorry, I won't give your source away Pax, but he, he's a man who knows. Uh, if it was one of those two, I'd prefer Rhodes. Um, mm. I just think he's He's proven at a high level, and we we were looking at him at some point. I think it was Lenny oh, Lenny Lawrence who said said as much. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I can say that part. Pax, can I say that part? Yeah, you can if you're me. Yeah, but just don't mention who the source is. All right. Yeah, it's, apparently it's definitely this uh, Mexican lad. So there we go. It's very exciting. Uh, ben, though, uh, would you would you say Rhodes over Lafondra if it was those two? <laughs> yes. Definitely, yeah. I think Rhodes is a very good player. I would like to see him at Palace, actually, but yeah, if uh, if what Pax is saying is right, then it's unlikely that we will he will be at Palace yeah. next season. I think that's a, there's, okay. Going back to Pedrosa, then, if that's the information we're, we're getting, which would be it's not it's not a definite, you know, exclusive. It is a definite exclusive. 
Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, that's, I mean, not, well, Richard Corley said that the guy is training with us, uh, earlier on, on Twitter, so I don't think we're breaking any confidences or anything there. But I mean, that's, I'd say that's very encouraging. Wh- whether or not he turns out to be, to be a great player or not, I still think that kind of target's gotta be, it's gotta be encouraging. I'm very, very encouraged by that, so, you know, to be honest. You, hopefully you guys are the same. Hmm, fantastic. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just been distracted by something. I'm not going to read that statement by Pax out. Um, apologies. Okay, well, look, from there, that's, uh, we'll probably have to have a quick look at our, uh, our emails from you guys. Now, I know earlier on there was an email from a guy called David Ashenden, uh, and his, his comment was, um, it was, a, it was a guy on the BBS called El Aguila, and he suggested a track to accompany the players coming onto the pitch, which uh, prompted him to suggest Rocket by uh, Subfocus. And uh, what Mikey's going to do, hopefully, if he hasn't told me he can't do it, what Mikey's going to do uh, is going to play that little clip in. And afterwards, we're going to call Nick Gussett back. Yeah, we just realised we had no, yeah, we had no idea when to stop that. I'll come to each of you. I mean, obviously, what we've got at the moment is the uh, Long Good Friday music. Uh, Francis Monkman um, did that one, I believe. Uh, I mean, that's been going on for a while. Patch, is it time for a change? And if it is, would it be that track you would choose? No. <laughs> no on both counts. So <laughs> it's a definite no from Pax. Aaron. No, because Long Good Friday gets you pumped up and excited. Matt. Makes me feel sad. Ben? <laughs> oh, it doesn't make me feel sad. I quite like that. It's a, it's modern though, <laughs> so I don't know. There's quite a few That's people who would, over, who would disagree. Um, There's people Mikey, that would disagree in the crowd. So. Yeah. Mikey's telling me they've stopped long on Friday. I don't remember. Oh, right. I was usually, usually drunk during games. But, um, yeah, like last year, he says. Don't like that terminology. All I would say is the Long Good Friday needs needed to change if it hasn't, because all it does is make me think of Bob Hoskins in a car. Do you remember the film? Any any you old enough to have seen the film? The no, bloke with the ten kids. Damn kids. Yes, that's the bloke with the Bob, Bob Hoskins. Oh, I hate you all so much. Do you remember the BT adverts? He said it was good. Oh, anyway, Peter Kay gets paid for saying remember stuff from the past, and you just ignore me. I hate you all. Um. Anyway, I've... Uh, uh, there's there's plenty more emails. Um, I don't know if we're even organ- organised enough to read them, but I've just noticed one come in from uh, our old friend Serial Thriller. So um, hmm. while I uh, while I uh, uh, read this very very carefully, can you guys uh, check on the other emails? Hopefully with Mikey's guidance. Now I'm going to read this very very carefully <clears throat> on the subject of Calvin Two in Fifty Andrew. I will admit that. <laughs> Sorry, let me reread that. I will admit that it's, that's not a prolific ratio. Indeed, it's brown bread. Uh, I think that that's the wrong. Yeah, it's apples and pears. Actually, what is the Cockney fur? And then there's an expletive that I won't read out. Um, what you mean is, yeah, it's not great. 
Anywho, I digress. So some may cite this record as a reason not to play him, but we can't forget his natural ability. I would say he's definitely a natural goal scorer. He's just had really bad luck. He's strong, fast, brave, shiny, um, funny, and got a good touch. Okay, football-wise, he's not great, but I still think he deserves a good run in the team this year. I mean, he looks like a nice guy, and Emil Heskey has carved out a premiership career by being a nice guy. So there, someone should tell Dougie to put him in the squad. Oh, and on a completely unrelated note, what roles do the presenters see themselves playing in the whole gentleman's film? Um, <laughs> I remember seeing some comments on that on the uh, the site earlier, but I don't really think it's appropriate to appoint ourselves in uh, in roles within in gentleman's film films. Well, I would say that Calvin does come across as a very very nice guy, and anyone who saw the uh, the video after our wonderful draw up Hillsborough to, to survive. Was um <coughs> was was you know the guy the guy seemed to be the life and soul and you can't really have too many characters around but in terms of pure footballing ability he did himself some favours playing left wing against Basingstoke he, he looks alright I see his future as as away from Palace but you never know I mean I, you know I've I've seen the guy look very very good against uh, sort of the, the the weaker opposition but I think it's probably fair to call his uh, his level is probably League One at the minute but. Maybe I'm harsh. I, I, you know, any any differing opinions on Calvin, guys? He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. You don't bloody say anything. Is anyone going to read? Well, Gus's... I've got a lot to say about him, actually. Oh, have you? Off you go, Pax. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> we just. I just do not. Word. He's just teasing me. I hate you. Uh, let's call Nick Gusser. He might speak to me. <clears throat> uh, thanks for filling, guys. <laughs> Hello, Apollo. Uh, Nick, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I've got them powered up this week. Good news. You're going to speak to me. These guys are going all quiet again and shy. It's ridiculous. We're on the radio. Hold <sighs> well yeah. on. Yes. Anyway, mate, we've got some questions. Um, we've got yeah. some questions. Uh, do you want to? From from you and for you. My question for you, actually. Let's go to that first. You've got a yellow yeah. card next to your name. What was that all about? Um, the C bomb towards yeah. um, an EDL supporting person who flippantly mm. said they wouldn't give money to charity. Yeah, you dropped the C. Reason. I missed all the fun. I, I saw the the aftermath, but you know, I, I can sadly it wasn't me who got to dish that card out. I, well, yeah. I would have enjoyed it, not too much. But I would have enjoyed it slightly. Yeah, I can hear your washing machine, man. Yeah, it's not it's my tumble dryer. Hang on. Oh, tumble oh, dryer. No, actually, it's a dishwasher. I've, I've, dishwasher. I've, I'm playing the dishwasher specifically. For what we what we should have done? Is we should have had a guess which kitchen appliance is in the background of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Win two tickets for the next game. No, oh, I give up with you. Um, okay, mate, your, uh, your questions to us. Do you, do you remember what they were, or should I remind you? Um, remind me of the questions. You said, remind given there are some right moaning gentlemen on Palace Talk, what do you think will finally appease them? And then you said, I think we will go up this season, am I mad? And then you put, when is Norman Collier going to get a guest DJ spot? Nick, who's Norman <laughs> Collier? You don't know Norman Collier? No. Oh, you're showing your age there. Older, older listeners will know Norman Collier. He's a comedian. He used to pretend his mic wasn't working, and he used to kind of 
she had to stutter <laughs> how he spoke. Oh, right. Oh, I be like me then. This, in the t- table. Like Something that. like that, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. work, wasn't it? Mikey says you're well old. Um, okay, mate, well, yeah. we've done the Norman Collier question. We're too young to know who he is. Next question, I'm going to go for the, the sensible... I can't... I couldn't possibly comment on the moaning people on Palace Talk. In my uh, role as board moderator, I would be accused of uh, of being biased yeah. or something stupid. Um, I but what I could without, say... Go on. Without a World Cup this year, I mean, not sort of discounting the Women's World Cup, but no excitement on the on the international front... It's been a blooming long summer. Hasn't it, And the just? internet's made it worse. With just all this conjecture and sort of winding people up and, you know. Well, I mean, one, of, one of the things that, that, that happens every year, irrespective of what happens, is people get angry about us missing out on transfers when there was no comment as to whether we were actually in for these people in the first place. But I think you're right. Yeah. I think this year it's, got, it's gone up a notch. If people, yeah. people are just obviously people are just worried, you know, and and they. I've been told Jonathan Parr has officially signed. Jonathan yeah, Parr I read that. Has signed. Fantastic news. Well, anyone who didn't know what that. Was Nick, the, what was his hit single? Didn't he have a hit? Jonathan <laughs> Parr. I think he did. Yeah, but that was before my time as well, Nick. Yeah. Um. So you think? You we're think we're going up? That we're going up. What's made you think going up? Because looking at our squad now, we're too good to go down. And we never finish mid-table. So if we're not going down, it stands to reason we're going up. Because we don't finish mid-table. That's <laughs> true. That is true. It's just basic palace logic. I like it. No, we'll be players. Oh, so I felt, I felt very, very optimistic. Today, really, it sort of kicked in. Yeah. Uh, I think just hearing, just when, it was pretty much when Richard Corley tweeted about... Uh, Pedrosa actually training with us that it was a, you know that it's actually a fact I just thought yeah. you know clearly these things are just they've just come out of nowhere almost uh, that we're looking at yeah. these these quality players I know I know um, <coughs> excuse me some people were very um, very worried that we were targeting another left back for example uh, with Parr I think yeah. uh, Mr. Packham you were quite angry about that on uh, Saturday when we were drinking but um, yeah but that was when we were drinking I'm alright now you, you've calmed down now, have you? That's good news. Um, well, I actually yeah, think Moxie's going to be a better left midfielder than a left back. Yeah? I think See, seeing I... him go forward, he's fantastic at going forward. He's got a good shot in him. And if he's got mm. this uh, number number two left back in Norway, sort of behind him, he might also yeah. be able to go forward. I think we're going we're gonna to be really good. And we, we haven't lost Klein yet. I don't think we're going to. Right. We've still got Ambrose. Scannelly's going to be on fire next season. We've got this Murray chap. You know, it's, it's almost like, well, Dougie said he wanted two teams. And we're, yeah. we're getting near there now, aren't we? We are. It's, it's literally only the, the defence, the centre defenders to go. Um, and we're looking at the right players there, in my opinion, as well. So, yeah, the and only, I, I the only, Go on. That's fine, mate. Go on. The only worry is that these players we're signing... Has anybody heard of them before outside of the UK? <laughs> I mean, they might be, you know, the fantastic no. finds. We've got, um, what's his face? Um, Ederson, that's the one. Mm. Um, he's obviously had some input into the um, par deal. Yeah, We've yeah, got, um, Is it Jedinek, Mele? Yeah, yeah, the um, uh, Mele, Jedinek, or whatever it so is. So obviously yeah. there's the um, 
Oh, Popovich. his name's gone again. Popovich. Popovich. That's the other one. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the Aussie connection there. Yeah. Um, and we're not buying loads of Duff players from Scotland this year. <laughs> yeah. Which is what we seem to do last <laughs> season. <laughs> and I think Garvin's going to shine this year as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I tell you, Adod didn't really mention him earlier. I mentioned him the, uh, on Friday, but um, certainly he, he was very tidy when he came on uh, playing playing against Basingstoke. Now again, labouring the point slightly, it's a weak opposition, but he um, he did very very well and, and he got forward, had a good shot, and yeah, it was yeah he got something to offer there. He, whether he does seem, I mean, I think our, our caller Jerry earlier on pointed out that he's he's slow, and I think pretty much everyone's noticed that he is he's a slow player. He's it's not an excel really any real acceleration there, and that's where he struggles. Yeah. But if he's got the right people around him, uh, certainly if you imagine having KG and and, and Yednak alongside you, they're, they're both big players. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing um, Mila Yednak. Yeah. Far be it um, for me to compare them, but Lombardo wasn't very quick, was he? And look at the class right. here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, um, and also if yeah. you look at the thread about the, the lineup, the starting lineup, there's just so many options here. I mean, I cheated a bit. I actually put twelve in our lineup. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It out. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good for me math teaching next year. But <laughs> it took me a good half an hour to actually think. You know. Yeah, so there's um, three centre backs, two wing backs. Mm. You know, I don't know if, um, if playing just in front of the strikers. Yeah, I don't know if you use it, but there's um there's a pick your own team feature on the Homesdale in under the players section on the website. Um, I did yeah. the exact same thing. I, I went onto that and um, tried to sort of update my team my team selection because there were only two people left in it from when I last did it. Um, yeah, I tried to do that, and uh, other than the fact that there aren't any real centre backs other than McCarthy on there, and I had to put Marrow in at centre back. I, I had the same problem. I really really struggled to to pick the team I wanted. Um, you know what I mean? It's it, I, yeah. I've got Murray up against up alongside uh, Scanner on that, but then we're looking at this uh, this Pedroza guy as well. It's just it's crazy, really, absolutely crazy. I'm just told uh, Rich. Um, well, he, go on, no, go Easter. on. Easter, Jermaine Easter as well. We're Again, forgetting that we've got these other players. E- easy to forget. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely absolutely terrible, really. Okay, I think and we're going to. <laughs> and Calvin, of course. No, see, Calvin, he's yeah, playing yeah. wing. He's left wing now. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to attempt a ridiculous mini news in brief in a minute, so we'll probably have to say bye to you, Nick, for the moment. All right, OK. Mike, Mike, Mikey's certain that he's going he's bought your shirt already. Isn't that right, Mikey? N- nothing. Yep, he has bought your Blimey. shirt. Just you yeah. wait. And I think... Um, I think Tony, I think it's Tony Morland is listening as well, who's, who's got the away shirt. That's his. They've just come for pre-order, yeah. Mike. So you better pre-order that as well. So, um, <laughs> he said no, no on that one. We will get that for you, Tony. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and I think we've, we've got your address to send it or we'll, we'll arrange to come and meet you. And well, we're going to yeah. hand yours out person, I think, with Nick, aren't we? Or we're going to post it to you. I don't know. I thought uh, we should get a photo of the handover, but never mind. Oh, he's posted it to you. I take it back. Yeah, all right. I meant for our page. Oh, I hate you so much, Nick. <laughs> Mike, Mikey, can we get rid of Nick? It's annoyed me now by correcting me. All right. <laughs> Keep up the Cheers. good work, and don't take any notice of that idiot on the on the uh, radio page today. I never do. If I took, if I took, if I took notes of criticism, I'd cry. Um, no, it's good, mate. Appreciate it, and we'll speak to you again soon. All right. Take care, mate. Bye. Okay. So, okay. Are we going to try and do a live news in brief. 
All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. Crystal Palace have signed Jonathan Parr. In Brief. 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 That was pretty brief. Um, okay, that's good. I think we're all done there. I think all we've, well, we, no, sorry, that's lie. I think we've probably got some emails. Have we got any emails? We've got emails. I'm sorry if I, no, I think, I think it's really just some song suggestions and stuff like that. So, uh, we'll probably pick those up for next week. Uh, it's all, all we're left to do is, uh, is for Matthew Packham to tell you what's on next week and for us to say our goodbyes. Pax. Yep. Uh, next week we've got Raj Chandarana, the former Trust Vice Chairman and now Project Manager of the new training ground. Um, he will be joining us to talk in more detail about the plans and to address the concerns that people may have over the selection process. If you do have any questions that you'd like to ask him, feel free to email us. You know the email. Um, mm. If not, um, we will be reviewing the Wickham Friendly, the East Brinsley Friendly and the Corey Friendly on Twitter. I believe Mikey will be doing it on Facebook. And if we do do any live updates over the radio, we'll be in touch on Twitter again. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mr. Packham. Good work. Um, and, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll hopefully speak to you again next week. Bye. Bye. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnuggets share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.